Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Wheat Among the Tares, a live program here from Gethsemane Baptist Church located in Lexington, South Carolina. I appreciate you joining us this morning. Pastor Williamson, it's good to have you back with yes, us. Yes, sir. Good morning to you and all that are listening today. Thank you for being on the program. It's a blessing to have everybody here today. want to go straight to our guest this morning. He is calling us from Greenland, uh, which is one of those places, Pastor, that most people have never, ever heard of or never even consider. Sure. And... Um, Brother Chris Schull is a missionary to the nation of Greenland. And, uh, Pastor, you and I were talking just right before we went on the air about uh, this man's burden and certainly how God has led him to that country. And I thought about Romans chapter 10, uh, verses 14 and 15. Would you mind just sharing those with us this morning? Uh, Well, um, let me just go ahead and pick them up here. It says, How then... Shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear, Pastor said, without a preacher? Amen. And how shall they preach, the Bible says, except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. And Pastor, I do know that that is a verse that many a man has grasped yes, to take a hold of and to go into the world to preach the gospel to Amen. every creature. Amen. Thank the Lord that that uh, <clears throat> God got a hold of a man's heart, Brother Shoal, uh, to send a preacher to Greenland yeah. and uh, carry the gospel to those folks there. And, and, you know, Paul talked about going to preach Christ where he hadn't been named. Yes. And though they may have heard, some may have heard the name of Jesus in Greenland, um, there is another Jesus out there being preached. That's so right. So he, he took the true Lord Jesus Christ to those Amen. folks. And with that, Brother Chris, show welcome to Wheat Among the Tears this morning. Good morning. How are you doing? It's uh, good to be back with you all and uh, appreciate uh, the Seminary Baptist Church. Good morning, brother. Brother, it is. Uh, we certainly had a joyous time when you were here with us last year, and uh, it's been certainly. been a while since we've t- spoken with you directly. And uh, but we wanted to have you on this morning, uh, brother. First of all, I noticed you just had a birthday just yesterday. So <laughs> yes, happy birthday to you! Uh, in, Thank you. In, in the midnight of uh, of Greenland there. Um, I, I know that, uh, and I know this is an event that happens every year and we'll, we'll jump into this first and then we'll go to the ministry there. But, uh, about this time every year, the sun actually peaks, uh, its head out just for a moment, um, from a long, dark winter. Um, has that occurred yet? Are we about that time? Uh, yes, that actually uh, happens every January 13th. Uh, we call it Sunday, the day the sun returns. Wow. And you actually cannot see it from the town. You actually have to uh, trek up the mountain. Uh, our town is surrounded by hills and mountains. You have to trek the mountain, and uh, it takes about 15, 20 minutes. The sun will just peak a little bit, and then it'll set. And sometimes it's cloudy, so we've been up there where it's cloudy and we miss it. Wow. Uh, but usually uh, the beginning of February, the sun will peak high enough where it'll shine on the town. Wow. So, brother, you guys have been in pretty much darkness since uh october november yes yes november is when it actually the sun actually sets but it's obviously dark before then right now uh, it's 11 o'clock in the morning our time 
and it's still dark outside. There's a little bit of light coming coming through, but it's not sunlight. It's just kind of a dusk feeling. Wow. And Pastor, I cannot imagine, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just enduring that. And when, Brother Chris, when you went there um, with the knowing, you know, I know you knew a, a much about the country, but just the living conditions and what you had to walk into literally – uh, I know that was such a change uh, for you and your wife, Carol Ann, and certainly uh, for your children as well. But we are very thankful for your ministry. How long have you been now in Greenland? Almost 15 years. Brother, that is quite quite a, a, a situation that God has certainly put you into, but has certainly given you the grace to do so. I wanted to start this morning, Brother Chris, with uh, I was actually reading, uh, and this is a point of discussion from earlier uh, mission work way back um, about 300 years ago in round figures, um, that the Moravians actually came to the nation of Greenland. And I was reading in a book uh, George Whitfield's, uh, one of George Whitfield's biographies uh, given to me by Brother Brian Wall, who uh, uh, I know is a regular listener. So, Brother, thank you so much for the book. But I did want to read just a little bit, and I wanted you just to bring out a little bit about uh, previous uh, evangelization uh, in Greenland before you arrived. Uh, 15 years ago. And I want to read this one thing and then we can discuss it. But it says, but the most important result is a result of the evangelical responsibility that was taken on by the Moravians. He said the Moravians desired to spread the message of Christianity that within 12 years they had established mission bases in the West Indies, Greenland, India, South Africa, Guinea, Ceylon, and Turkey and among other places where there were Jews in Holland and Germany. So when I saw this mention of Greenland, and by the way, the year was 1727. So we're going back a long, long way. And I mentioned that to you, and Brother Chris, you said you were familiar with some history concerning that. So share with us what you know about the Moravians and what they did when they came to the nation of Greenland? Well, they came um, in, of course, the 1700s, as you said. And, of course, the Moravians were very poor poor people, poor church. Uh, so when they came to Greenland, they didn't have this uh, financial backing. Now, before the Moravians arrived, the Lutherans came in 1721. Now, the Lutherans had the backing of the Danish and the Nor- Norwegian king. But the Moravians were very poor. And, uh, you know, it's actually funny. They were very na- naive, too. But before they came to Greenland, they thought to themselves, uh, we'll just, you know, we'll just uh, cultivate the land. They didn't know how to hunt or fish. And, of course, if you've been to Greenland, you'll, you'll realize quickly that there is no farming, very little farming. So when they got here, I mean, it, it was just uh, a change for them. They were very poor, didn't have a lot of food, uh, but they uh, were faithful. And uh, as you read, you know, through their, their, their experience in Greenland, uh, you find one thing. They, they preached a pure gospel. And, uh, and they were, they were most uh, concerned about, about souls being truly converted, not just having numbers. And, uh, you know, the, kind of the sad thing about their lives, though, is they, they uh, did an amazing work. But near the end of their work here, they kind of merged with the Lutheran Church. And that's the saddest part, is that today there's not really a, uh, 
there's no uh, uh, lasting result from from their from their work here. It's just the state Lutheran Church now that teaches this baptismal regeneration. Brother, the uh, uh, the fortitude, as you mentioned, of those folks there and how they came. Uh, I mean, to me, brother Chris, the lay of the land now probably. Uh, I mean, I know it's changed, but as far as the harshness uh, of the of the landscape and the winters and even the summers there uh, aren't anything like to anything that most of us that are listening this morning can compare it to. And uh, and here they came, as you mentioned, poor people and having to exist. But uh, sounds like to me, God certainly blessed their efforts and laying, you know, a, uh, a foundation some years ago. What was uh, very interesting, and, you know, there's a lot of funny stuff, and then, of course, you know, when you read their story, you cry as well, because it's sad, some of the things they experienced. Uh, but, you know, they, they tried to build a boat, you know, rafts, and go fishing, and they would, you know, smash against the rocks. They would flip, flip you know, into the water and capsize. Natives would be laughing at them, making fun of them. <laughs> but um, they stayed uh, faithful, and slowly, you know, the natives would... would, uh, would uh, would reach out to them, and they would make some friends with the natives, kind of like what we had to do here. We didn't know anyone, and, uh, you know, we just had to reach out, make friends with people. And one of the most frustrating things for them was that they could not get the natives to understand the, the simple concept of sin, and that, that really frustrated them. They would go through the Ten Commandments, and, and people just, just didn't get that stealing was wrong, didn't get that murder was wrong. And, uh, you know, the same thing for us today. <laughs> There's been times I'll go through the Ten Commandments, you know, and I'll go through, you know, thou shalt not uh, take the Lord's, uh, God's name in vain. And I'll ask them, you know, have you done this? And they'll be like, yes. And then I'll ask them, well, are you, are you a sinner? Are you guilty? And they'll say no. <laughs> so so the, the concept is, uh, and Pastor, I've wondered about that. Chris, you bring up a good point. Let me just say this. With a matter of, of the, a sinner, being guilty before God sure. and, and God's law certainly having to be, uh, as you said, Brother Chris, uh, you just bring the, the commandments of the Lord. Um, in a people that don't understand, as Brother Chris said, the concept, yeah. it shows a darkened heart to yeah, me. Certainly. Well, the void of truth, <clears throat> you know, being taught, maybe necessarily being taught them from a biblical um, perspective, even in America, if people, you know, a lot of things, even if they don't have the gospel in their home, there may be a moral compass that's been taught them just from our culture. Right. And so, you know, you have that, though we know that law is written in their hearts and in their minds. God sent a preacher to, to restir that and teach that. And, and Brother Chris, I know that's got to be a hard concept when you're telling people what sin is and they say they've done it, but they don't see it as sin. Right. Mm-hmm, exactly. And uh, <clears throat> we, uh, go ahead, brother. No, just this is kind of another experience, personal experience. Uh, we have this woman who's made a profession of faith and coming faithfully for years. And of course, we you know I teach on morality and teach on uh, how infant baptism isn't isn't the way to salvation. So at the same time, we had this young couple coming who had a baby, and at six months is when the baby goes to the state church to be baptized, and that's when the baby gets a name, a Christian name. So uh, this, this couple was coming to the Baptist Church every single Sunday, every single Wednesday. And um, so it came time to get the baby baptized, and after church, after church fellowship, they started inviting up everybody at the Baptist Church to come to the baptism at the state church. And uh, this woman, who had, you know, had been coming for years, she said to them, right in front of everybody, 
don't you ever listen to anything this preacher says? And uh, uh, here's the funny part, <laughs> is uh, this woman at the time was living immorally with somebody. So, uh, you know, it's so frustrating sometimes, you know, just, just trying to, you know, yeah, she's saved, but she has to, she also has to understand that, that uh, you know, sin is sin. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and, and again, uh, when you go into a society that, you know, has just not had, thank God, you know, America is bad. There's yeah, no doubt sure. about that. But thank God there's still uh, preaching that goes on here Amen. that shows people their sin. And uh, and without that understanding, Brother Chris, without the understanding of, of sin, then why would you need a Savior? Sure. And exactly. it would be, you know, and, and uh, so I, I know that laying the foundation there uh, for a lot of years now, uh, has been certainly um, uh, a point uh, in which you have labored for quite a while just to minister uh, the word of God. Well, that's there. what we want to. That's what we want to accomplish here. We, when you hear of people being baptized, we, we want you to. You'll, you'll, we want you to be confident that they have truly been converted. And sure. That's something. And that's something the Moravians did uh, early on. Here's a, just a quote I read here, if you don't mind. It says, "If only concerned about making nominal proselytes." They might easily and soon have formed a numerous church, but they desired to collect a flock to the Redeemer, however small, who might show forth his glory. Amen. And that was written like after they'd been, been in Greenland for over a decade, wow. and they only had uh, nine conversions and five baptisms. So they, yes. they, were, they were doing a good work, and they were faithful. And that's what we want to do. We want to be faithful. There were times mm. where they, they actually thought about leaving because they felt like they weren't doing enough. And, of course, any missionary has probably experienced that before. And uh, they had to be sure of, of the call of God upon their lives. And that's what has uh, kept us here all these years, is just being certain of God's call upon our lives. That is uh, an excellent, excellent point. And to our listeners, if you just joined us, we're, li- we're talking with uh, Brother Chris Scholl, who is a missionary to the nation of Greenland, been there for 15 years. And, and uh, Brother Chris, uh, you know, a greater statement, honestly, could not have been made about missions as a whole and that how that uh, you know numbers can certainly be uh, put down on a on a newsletter on a uh, um, you know a text or whatever the case may be and those numbers may look great but when it comes to the actual changes and and people that are actually have the new birth um, that is something completely different and it takes many a year sometime for the sowing of the seed in order for men to come to repentance. And, um, and brother, I'm thankful, certainly thankful, that you went there uh, with not in mind of just, you know, getting some quick numbers and sending that out, but to labor greatly uh, in the vineyard for the Lord there. That is, that is such a blessing. Tell us right now, as far as the ministry there and what's going on, um, with your family and, um, and again, just your labors there. Um, tell us what kind of bring us up to an update on what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Well, after we uh, got, got back from America, we uh, returned back in September and uh, here to Greenland, and the ministry just took right off. I mean, it was just praise the Lord. We weren't here for three, three months, uh, but as soon as we got back, the, the people started coming back. Of course, I stayed in touch with them while we were in the States, but we've had some really good attendance. Uh, we were averaging 17, 18 people, natives, uh, every, every Sunday. That's not including our family, of course, just the natives. 
And then right before Christmas, we had our largest attendance ever on a Sunday. We had 23 natives. And the Lord just seems to be blessing. There's a good spirit in the church. People seem to be growing and, and uh, uh, understanding the Word of God. Uh, but now, in the new year, we had another outbreak of COVID, the, uh, the Omicron variant. Sure. So uh, we actually uh, just been family at church the last couple of weeks. I think 75% of our town has recently had or they, they have COVID right now. And actually, our son, he teaches in the public school. And when he went back to school after the Christmas break, 28 teachers were, were missing because of COVID. And he got COVID last week. So now he's, he's at home. And uh, we, we all feel a little sick, but uh, we, you know, most of us have been tested and we're negative. But our son, he, he's positive. And uh, a lot of the people in the church have, been, uh, have come down with COVID. So just pray, you know, moving forward, uh, that uh, people will recover quickly and we can get back to uh, – we're having services, but obviously people are afraid to, to come right now. The uh, prison ministry there, and I know you've mentioned that in the past – um, mm-hmm. have you, have you had opportunity to get to the prison there? Not, um, since COVID, but, uh, you know, they, they said they'll def- we'll definitely be able to come back soon, but that's, that's been a great ministry. I mean, we, we, uh, have reached, uh, you know, with the gospel, you know, hundreds of people over the years. We've been, I think we've been going there in there since 2012. And, uh, I mean, we've just, it's just amazing ministry. Uh, a lot of the people, once they get uh, released, you know, they, they uh, go to another town in Greenland where they're from, and we've just been able to help you know, so many people giving Bibles, giving out gospel tracts, and uh, you know, we just thank the Lord. We just, I just heard from a few of them over the Christmas break, people just uh, writing me and letting me know they appreciated the time that I was in the prison for them and asking me to pray for them. So we just praise God for what he's accomplished through Amen. that. Praise the Lord. You know, the Apostle Paul had a prison ministry. And um, I think of Acts 16. From the inside. From the inside, he did. And, and Pastor, I, I, I mean, you know, what fruit that bore, sure. um, how that one man, serves. what must I do to be saved? Amen. And, uh, and Brother Chris, sounds like to me that uh, uh, when you're getting letters from men that uh, were in there and they're writing to you, thanking you, and Brother, you think about that. Uh, how that uh, you go back to the call that God put upon your heart, and um, and certainly, and you've shared. How about if you would let me just say this: share the story of of how you and Carol again came together, as far as um, you know what God joined in in heart concerning the mission field specifically. Uh, share that with us again. That was a that was a great yeah. story. Well. Be- uh, before I, I'd met Carol at, at Bible College, uh, but before we were actually a couple, God was working on my heart about missions. I'd already surrendered to preach, and I uh, surrendered to go to the mission field. And at the time, I, I didn't know where. I just said, Lord, send me somewhere where there's not too many missionaries. And uh, uh, Greenland one day came to my heart. And, of course, at the time, I wasn't sure if it was God. I was just like, wow, Greenland, you know, what is this place? Let me check it out. And this was before the you know, internet, you know, before Google, so it was kind of hard finding out about Greenland. Sure. And the Lord just burdened my heart, and uh, every seemed like as I prayed about it, as I read the Bible, God just kept saying it's Greenland, it's Greenland. So I surrendered, and um, before uh, before we got married, I, I told my wife, I said, God's calling me to the mission field. You know, would you be willing to go with me? And uh, you know, her dad is is, uh, is a pastor, and you know, and her dad had you know mixed feelings about missionaries. And uh, but every missionary that he knew, they were they all went to Mexico. So she just knew I was going to say Mexico, and that would have really made her dad happy. <laughs> yes. But uh, I told her Greenland, 
And, uh, of course, she, she said, yes, she'd be willing to go with me. We got married, and we actually took our honeymoon to Greenland as a survey trip. And, uh, you know, my wife's just been faithful. You know, she'll, she, she gives a testimony now that at the first couple of years when we, we were still living in America and I was teaching in a Christian school, she was praying that, that God would change my mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she didn't tell me this until later. Yeah. And then she said, one day, God, you know, God changed her mind. Amen. And uh, I couldn't have done, I, we, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. She's been so, so faithful and supportive, and she's a big part of the ministry. Amen. They do so much. My wife and my children do so much in the ministry. Brother, the, and, and again, uh, that just speaks reams of, of what God can do in a heart. And, um, I, you know, God puts couples together, Pastor. I think of you and and uh, Jenna and what Amen. y'all do here at Gethsemane Baptist and how God yeah. puts you guys together. And, uh, and certainly um, the blessing I've had with my wife and certainly that God has done with us. Brother Chris, um, share with us just a couple of prayer requests um, as we end up our conversation here this morning. A um, couple of things. I, I know you mentioned the COVID situation and whatnot, certainly praying for uh, God's mercy there as far as healing for not only Christopher Jr., but also for a, a lot in the church there. And God spare you guys. What else uh, could we pray for specifically as our listeners are on board right now and and uh part of the purpose of this program is to let people know how to better pray for those that are in the field share with us a prayer request or okay, two good. uh well uh, just two things quickly is uh moving forward you know we had these big plans uh this year to start a midweek prayer meeting right now we have a midweek uh, children's club uh so we wanted to start a prayer meeting we had some a few people that, that have been saved and they they they, they want to do this but of course, COVID has has prevented that from happening for now. So just pray about that that we will be able to do some of these things that we had planned for this year. And then also our boat ministry, uh, we have a boat, uh, and we you know we've in the past we've traveled to other villages, giving the gospel uh, to people. But our boat it has some some issues with it. So we're just praying that maybe we can get something resolved this summer, uh, the summer ministry. So pray we can get something resolved so we can we can um, get back to that ministry in the future. Brother, I know that boat has really been an asset to you uh, to be because there are no roads between you and other villages, and uh, so the <clears throat> excuse me the only access is by boat, and I know that has been such a a, a great blessing to you. Well, as is our custom, uh, Pastor, as you well know, we we want to pray for these requests that Brother Chris has brought forward, and to you that are listening right now from all around the country. Um, I certainly want to encourage you to uh, pray with us as we pray for Brother Chris and the ministry there in Greenland. Pastor? Yes, let's pray. Now, Father, we thank you for the blessing of this day, and Lord, for the time of union that we've had today on the broadcast, speaking to Brother Shoal. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing of having them here months ago, uh, speaking about their work and uh, the years now that we've been able to support them. And we pray for the work ahead of them, that you'll continue to bless them. And uh, do pray that you, uh, Lord, remove sickness from their home and from their church people. And, Lord, that they uh, be able to get back to having normal services. We pray about this thing of the midweek service, that you'll bring that to pass. And, uh, Lord, to strengthen the saints there and to give them a service in the middle of the week uh, for them to be able to come together and fellowship and grow in the Word of God. 
And Lord, we do pray about the boat situation and their boat ministry. Pray that you help those things to be resolved before summer rolls around so they can be active using that boat for what you've given it to them for. And we pray that you continue to keep your hand of protection and safety upon Brother Chris and his family, his wife, and his children. God, that you'll bless them, give them more souls, uh, folks to be saved. Lord, bring a revival there to Greenland. And uh, Lord, that you'll, uh, again, do things that seem to be impossible. We know with you all things are possible. So we pray your blessings upon them. Thank you for their faithfulness. Thank you for your call on their lives and for their surrender to it. In Jesus Christ's name we ask it. Amen. 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 Brother Chris Schull, All Points Baptist Mission, missionary to Greenland. It has been our pleasure to have you uh, this morning on Wheat Among the Tares. Brother, what a blessing you are to us. Amen. Well, thank you, uh, Brother Lindsay. Thank you, Pastor Williams. Yes. For having you. me again. Tell your family we said hello. Yes, sir, we will. By the way, Chris, before you go, how do we, if folks that are listening, how would they get in touch with you, say, via email? How would they do that? Uh, They can uh, write me to um, Chris Scholl, uh, C-H-R-I-S-S-H-U-L-L, 79, at gmail.com. Chris Scholl. do a search to them. Okay, so Chris. Chris Scholl. 79 at gmail.com yes well i trust that folks that you write that email down and uh just you know reach out to brother chris be an encouragement to he and his family i know that we share emails back and forth from time to time but uh anyhow i trust that you will do that brother chris god bless you sir have a wonderful day thank you bye-bye you too bye Pastor, what a mission! What a what a mission work Amen. there yeah. in Greenland. Um, I, I just it it overwhelms me to think about uh, things that uh, he and and his wife Caroline and their children there have uh, gone through for almost, for fifteen years. Yeah. It certainly speaks of the man's yes. heart yes. concerning missions there for sure. A couple of things I wanted to end our program here with this morning. Uh, the first one is um, a law that went into effect in Canada on January the 8th. Um, and basically, here's what that law said. We need to pray for our brethren there in Canada. Uh, the law went into effect that caused the biblical position on homosexuality a myth and threatens a jail sentence of 10 years for any person who should counsel someone on the biblical position. Now, that's in Canada. That's a bordering country here. And, folks, you know, we have have heard much about some of the pastors in uh, Canada, uh, Ontario, Alberta. Um, It's just overwhelming to think about the push uh, of the homosexual agenda uh, there in Canada. But now they are threatening, they're calling it, there's a law, they're calling the biblical position on homosexuality a myth and threatens a jail sentence of 10 years. So, Pastor, if you preach something of that nature or if you counsel somebody, basically what they're saying, or if I did that, you know, for them, yeah, yeah. Um, they would say up to 10 years in jail. And uh, we just heard from Bill Walk- Walcott, uh, who was um, uh, a, a 
past, uh, a lay pastor from yeah. a couple of weeks ago spoke to him. He was facing six years in jail for handing out pamphlets at a uh, a pride parade. Exactly. Now he was thankfully he was uh, cleared of the charges, but I think they were still trying to push you know some things against him. So. Um, if you want to follow up on that story, you can simply go to Weed Among the Tares. You can listen to that podcast as well. And lastly, there's a pastor uh, in London, England, um, who simply recommended through a tweet that uh, those of his church and, and surrounding churches not attend a pride parade. And as a result of that one treat, tweet, um, and this is what the tweet said. It said, a reminder that Christians should not support or attend Pride Month events held in June, and this was uh, last, uh, excuse me, in June of 2019. They promote a culture and encourage activities that are contrary to the Christian faith and morals. They are especially harmful to children, he wrote. That is what, that's what it said. Sure. And he received death threats. He has lost his job because mm-hmm. of that, and that's in England wow. where we got our King James Bible wow. from. Yeah. So we certainly need to pray for um, Pastor Keith Walt Waters. Keith Waters, he's a 55-year-old pastor in Great Britain. So we need to pray for him as well. That trial is going on this week as we speak. Amen. So we need certainly to pray for that. So if you're listening this morning, you're on board, certainly I wanted to ask you to jot down these and, and pray for them as well. Well, again, thank you for joining us this morning here for Weed Among the Tares. We're here every Wednesday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern time. Thank you so much for praying for us here. Trust that you will listen to the podcast, pass it along to others. May the Lord bless you and have a wonderful day.